0: I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and First Nation people of the land on which this podcast has been recorded. For me in Melbourne, Nam, Australia, it's the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I'd like to recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and communities, and pay my respect to their culture, elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome, Woman Jika. This is an episode about stripping back the layers and revealing what turns you on. I'm going to share some of the things that turn me on that are close to my heart and in doing so hope that it invites you to look at what turns you on, what makes you uniquely you and what might be stopping you from revealing those hidden layers to others there's so much that's available when you do allow yourself to strip back those layers in 2020 i watched the goop lab a series a documentary series by gwyneth paltrow that was produced and shown on netflix and the third episode was about vulvas and vulnerability and featured the sex educator, Betty Dodson. And I was really curious. It was definitely part of a journey I've been on and have been sharing about exploring women's relationship to their sensuality and their sexuality. And this episode really encompassed a lot of what I was interested in. What really struck me was Betty was running workshops of groups of women coming together to explore and understand their vulva and pleasure. And they would get nude together in this workshop over a couple of days. It made me realize that that made me particularly uncomfortable. I didn't like the idea of, and had felt a lot of judgment when I was nude around other women. So growing up at school or in change rooms, you would hide all your private parts and make sure no one saw you so I was curious as to why it was so activating and what was that about and if I wanted to experience real freedom and to not feel there were barriers to my full expression this was clearly something I needed to explore so I started to put out into the universe could I create an event called stripping back and have other women join me and exploring what are the layers not only physical ones like clothing and image but also the psychological not long after that I, I ran several events with different women and I've continued to use that opportunity in some of my other programs to allow women to get nude take off all those layers of clothing symbolically releasing what it is that they have that is stopping them from being fully vulnerable fully accepted as they are in the body they are currently living in and it's incredibly powerful so it's made me want to share with you today how do we keep stripping back those layers the layers of conditioning shame our pressure to conform and not necessarily saying we have to walk around nude all the time but understanding that we have choices of which layers we're going to put on us and when or can we be conscious about the impact of them if we can't remove them at certain times but be aware of how they create a barrier between us and relating with other people and connecting in with source and the oneness that is a is the real power and is a real opportunity for us. So I thought I might share some of the things about me that you may or may not know in doing that. It feels a little bit vulnerable because it, it, as we do, whenever we show intimate parts of ourselves or personal parts that are really identifying and perhaps different to others, there's the potential that you won't like it, that you'll judge it, that it will turn you away. And so I'm sitting in the discomfort and noticing that that's okay. It's okay to do that. One of the biggest layers that I've carried around my life since my teenage life particularly has been shame around expression of sexual desire, sexual interest, anything to do with talking about sex. So I'm really passionate about not only peeling that back more and more for myself but allowing other women in their midlife the opportunity to do that as well. So, yeah, I'm here declaring that the teenage shame that I felt where if you were interested in sex or sexually active you were a whore or a slut and at the other end if you were cautious and made really selective choices about how you wanted to express yourself you were frigid or didn't put out so I'm really wanting us in our midlife and particularly myself to realize that that's a story there's no truth in it it's designed to keep us small and constrained and limit one of the most powerful parts of ourselves. So, yeah, here to say I think it's a huge part of my pleasure, my expression and my self-awareness when I've been free to explore it, understand it for myself first and foremost, and then how I wanna express that with my husband and how I wanna share that with my children and friends and this community. It's so important. I really, really, really want us to strip back all the shame, get really interested in what it is that's between us and understanding this part of ourselves and how frigging valuable it is It's game-changing. It is such a turn-on and a huge invitation to you to really notice where do you have layers between you and your full self-expression in this part of your life. If you're interested in finding out more, I definitely have events and run programs to dive into this more and give people safe spaces to explore it. So check out my website, pennyvandersluis.com. If you haven't already and also sign up for and get involved in my Sex sextember which is a three-day free challenge super fun private space online in a facebook group but it's free and a chance to connect with women and explore this part of ourselves together in such an empowering invigorating energizing way it's It's amazing. I really, really highly recommend you get involved. So check that out too. Time alone for me is a huge turn on. I think it's a luxury for many of us to have space with ourselves. Sometimes it can feel confronting, like you don't have any friends or you're not sure how to be with yourself. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually allows me to get process and get clear and make independent choices, I think, without interference. So if that's the case for you, really feel into how do you allow that, how can you create that even more and not only give it to yourself when you absolutely have to really make sure it's something that you can weave into your life as much as possible. I'm totally turned on by my life without alcohol. It has been a game changer. I never wake up with hangovers and you don't have to worry about how you're going to get home or if you're going to remember anything about the night before. The conversations too are amazing. I love and get turned on by being crafty and creative. My family has a lot of artists in it. I particularly love it when it comes to photography and creating photo books i've made all sorts of different quilts and embroidery things over the years super satisfying and it's something that i'm doing regularly when i create events or design pieces even in this podcast like which episodes next and who will be a part of it and how will that come together such a beautiful way to express um, creativity and I really really love it highly value it and it's one of those feminine traits that we in a community have overlooked and I recommend you check it out in your own life where are you creative where could you be more creative how can you value that how can you give yourself space to explore it more I'm totally turned on and in love with time in nature. and it's really the elements. so sunshine and the heat, fires, those sorts of things, campfires, it's water, seawater is fabulous. I love a freshwater water hole or a river anytime in. Water might be due to the fact that I'm an Aquarian and I was born in summer. So in Australia, just blessed with the opportunities to enjoy beautiful, fresh, clean water and play and experience it in the best possible way. Spending a lot of time sailing again on water. So there's another link, but in the wind, at the whim of the wind, being fueled by the wind and really appreciating the impact of those elements on your everyday experience when you're sailing. It's the earth, the sand, the red dirt, the connection with the grounding expanse of particularly Australia. There's something really powerful about being out back or on land, huge parts of what turns me on. And if I'm not connected with those, I've noticed I don't feel complete. So really focusing on that and celebrating that and creating experiences around that are formative and important for me. Tunes are such a turn on. I love music, all kinds of music, the unpopular pop music. Well, it was definitely unpopular for my friends when I was a teenager to like pop music, even though I secretly did. So I'm proudly saying, yes, there are pop songs I love. Eighties pop and disco and stuff is the best. But I also love all kinds of music, classical music and musical theatre and some of what my kids are listening to. And one other fun fact about music is it has this ability to turn on your mood. So if you're feeling funky, you put on your favourite music, you can switch your state. So it's incredibly powerful tool for you to have a playlist of songs that you love that whenever you're feeling in a state that doesn't work for you, put on that playlist and it will shift your mood significantly and almost instantaneously. Amazing. What kind of music do you love? And do you ever limit yourself and your choices and what you want to listen to based on the fear of other people's judgments and what they might think of your music taste and choice. I love and celebrate native wildflowers and gardens that feature beautiful native plants. I also love hot water bottles. You'll always see me with one on a cool day or evening. Daryl Lee's peppermint nougat dark chocolate. Check it out. You can and chalk covered bullets are uh, totally addictive. They are definitely one of my vices alongside salt and vinegar chips. I love podcasts, audiobooks, and binge watching a good TV show or series. See what it feels like when you start to share your hidden layers with other people. And you don't have to do it straight away, but choose people that feel safe and supportive to begin with and then keep stretching that community into others because I know for a fact through my own experience that it is incredibly freeing and liberating and allows you to show up as you, which is the ultimate turn on. Head to my website, com to receive your 10 tips to turn on. A free checklist of simple and effective suggestions that will energise, activate and arouse you. All you need to do is leave your details and they'll come whizzing into your inbox in your pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it, rate it and review it on your preferred podcast platform, especially if you liked it a five-star review would be awesome.